Hey everybody, Pastor Josh again today, and this is day 34. We're going to be in Psalm 34. This psalm is a fairly familiar psalm, and many of you have probably heard at least the first 10 verses. We hear these a lot quoted in church, and maybe you've read them. They're some of my favorites throughout the whole book of Psalms, so we're going to begin reading Psalm chapter 34. I'll begin in verse 1. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes it boast its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and delivers them. Verse 8. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. O oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lion suffers want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O oh children, and listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who despises life, who desires life, and loves many days that he may see good. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous and his ears towards their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil and cut off from the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones, not one of them, broken. Affliction will slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. I wonder if you can remember the first time you saw the ocean. For me, it was Rehoboth Beach in Delaware when I was about eight years old. And even after all these years, I can still vividly remember the sounds of the seagulls, the smell of the salty air, and even the first mouthful of salt water after getting pummeled by a rogue wave. You see, I had heard about the ocean many times, but nothing could compare to seeing hearing, and even tasting it in person. In verse 8 today, it says that uh, David's speaking. He says, taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, David knew, just like the ocean, a person could not fully experience God from a distance. If God is a living God, then he must be experienced in a living, everyday, granule-level reality. It's not enough to know that God is good. You must taste his goodness firsthand. In this psalm, David is penning, uh, penning this psalm on the run from people who want to kill him. So he is a man on the run. He's being hunted. His current reality was much more demanding than he may have expected when he was first anointed as king. It's, his reality didn't maybe match the perception, what he thought being a king what he thought being anointed, and it's it's hard. He's in a hard place. 
And this challenging situation causes him to reflect on how real God has been to him. So in all the trials, he's began, he's began to see God firsthand. God had to deliver him. God had to be his source of refuge. And so the second half of verse 8, he says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. First-hand experience of God's goodness led David to run to him as a refuge when times were tough. That's what experience does. Experience builds trust. When you try something and it works, you are more likely to go back to it. David experienced God's goodness in very hard situations, and he knew he could trust God. Just as it's impossible to experience God from a distance, it's also tough to trust God when you've only known him from a distance. If if God has just come some casual relationship or just a distant relationship, then it's going to be hard for you to really trust him when things get tough. The Bible promises that when we draw near to him, that God actually draws near to us. There is this reciprocating action that when we move towards God, he moves towards us. And as you get closer to God and his mercies, you will find that David was on to something in Psalm 34. Once you've tasted God's mercy, you realize he's someone worth trusting. So here's how we can pray today. Have you been content to know God from a distance? Like If you're honest with yourself today, uh, you maybe go to church, you listen to podcasts, you listen to sermons, uh, but God has been someone you hear a lot about, but you haven't spent time with him. So you know a lot about God, but it's all kind of distance. You haven't sat with God and uh, heard from him, spoke to him, pray. If so, I would encourage you to pray for a desire to know him intimately. Just like a intimate friend, a close friend, you know who he is. You know his character. The second question here is, which areas of your life are the hardest to trust God with? Maybe it is money, relationship, or identity, whatever it is. What are those areas where you, you hold pretty tightly to? I wonder if you could pray today that God would help you surrender these areas and trust his goodness. Like surrender your kids or surrender whatever it is, that hard thing. Would you be able to trust God with it today? And what would that look like? So as you're going about your day today, those simple prayers are, God, help me trust you. Help me trust your goodness in all areas of my life. I hope this encouraged you today as we taste and see the goodness of God individually for ourselves. God bless. We'll see you on the next podcast.